Welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. I am so happy you're here. If you want to create a beautiful home that isn't cookie cutter or a trendy copy of someone else's, you're in the right place. And if you don't want to hurt your wallet or the planet to get one of those dream homes. And you can get started with my brand new quiz called Fix My Room. It's actually more of an assessment tool, but the word quiz, I think, sounds better because it's it's really easy to do. Just answer 20 multiple choice questions and you'll be pinpointing why your room isn't working, why it feels off, and why maybe your previous efforts haven't really panned out. Or maybe you're fairly happy with your room, but you want to make sure that your design choices are going in the right direction. Visit our website at slowstylehome.com and click on the quiz button right at the top. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later in the show. Now, let's dig into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Style Matters Podcast, brought to you by Little Yellow Couch. I'm Zandra, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. Every week, we talk about ways to improve your life by paying attention to the spaces you're creating inside your home. And the place everyone seems to want to start is by figuring out what their style is. I've been railing against the idea that to have a cohesive feeling throughout your home, you have to choose a style category and stick with it. But I also know that without a category to focus on, like beach, cottage, or 70s disco, you might feel a bit lost. So in my effort to help you really get the hang of mastering a mix of objects and furniture and art, I've created a little game to play I'm calling the Style Mashup. It's free, it's on our website, littleyellowcouch.com, and after answering some questions, you'll come up with a definition of how you want to show up in your home. Just click on the free Style Finder button on the homepage at littleyellowcouch.com, and then let me know what you've come up with. Okay, let's get on with today's episode. My guest today is Philadelphia-based interior designer Maria Viola. She's been heading up her own team for about 15 years, and her award-winning firm, Viola Interior Design, while being active on several boards in the city. We dive into lots of reasons why good design is essential. In other words, why style matters. My first question was cut off in the recording, but I was simply asking Maria to tell us how she got into design, and then we talk about what's currently driving her forward in her career. Here's Maria. Um, I was a writer and editor for um, a company that um, I sort of did internal uh, public relations for them. I did okay. a lot of their newsletters and, and I enjoy writing. It's what I got my undergraduate degree in. Ah. Um, but I remember one day um, having this moment, my, my first child was born and I remember thinking, okay, Maria, is this really what you want to do mm. for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. And the answer was no in my head. And um, concurrently, ironically, my sister who works in um, the set design world mm-hmm. for, and, and has for years and years, um, she asked me if I would help her. She was, she was working on a, 
on a commercial for Johnson and Johnson baby, something, some (laughs) kind of baby item. And she said, would you help me? You know, would you help find some things for me to decorate the set? And I was like, you got it. (laughs) And she gave me the parameters and, um, and I did it. And she was very complimentary to me. And I I should ask, I should follow up with her and say to her, were you just saying nice things to me because you're my sister? But anyway, right, right. She, um, she did it. Probably not. Right. I mean, aren't sisters, they can be pretty, pretty uh, judgmental too. Right. So (laughs) yes, especially if she was, you know, I was behind the scenes and her, you know, she had to answer to somebody. But um, so I thought, okay, I know I don't want to do set design, um, but what can I, you know, what would be sort of on par with that? So uh-huh. I did some research, research and ended up um, talking to schools in the area that offered degrees in interior design, um, ended up at Drexel because they offered a master's program in it. So it was very in-depth and it yeah. was very meaty and I didn't want a second bachelor's degree. I wanted a master's. So, and um, I was off to the races. When I graduated, I worked for two uh, architectural firms, not at the same time. um, Right. But (laughs) as their interior designer, it was great. I loved it. I I got to a point where I thought, you know, I think I can just do this on my own. Mm. So I, I did. I started my my own firm in 2006. So, you know, you started, I love this, this story that you simply asked you the question, asked yourself the question, do I want to do this for the rest of my life? And bam, you, you, you changed. And I, yes, I love that. Uh, I, I love that ability to, um, to, to go with, I'm not going to say it was impulsive, but it was, um, you know, it was a very big question that yeah. was going to require a big change and you just did it. And and I, I just always encourage people to, to th- think that, to, to realize that these changes don't have to be quite so daunting as, as they sound, you know, they, they can Correct. be fairly effortless when you, it's really a matter of making a mental decision uh, to do it something. Is, it is. And sort of doing some re- research and knowing, trying to know yourself and your personality. Yeah. So you start this, this, you dive into this, this, master's degree you're not Mm -hmm. quite sure what to expect um Mm -hmm. and so you know you were drawn to it for for certain reasons but now after all of these years under your belt and all of these projects under your belt what's driving you now what what about design is there a particular aspect or area of it that you are passionate about oh that's such a good question um so you know fast forward to now um i would say what i'm passionate about is um creating new unique designs. And I really pride myself in the fact that we do designs that speak to each individual client. Mm -hmm. Um, We do not do cookie cutter design. We don't, we are not one of those firms that, you know, somebody says, Oh, she does a very beachy or coastal look, or she does a, um, that firm does very modern or that firm does, very this or very that. I would get very bored if I was just hitting the the replay button every right. time or sourcing the same things for same, because I do know I have a very good friend of mine 
that is a designer, not in this state. She, she works in another state. Um, and her firm just repeats the furniture over and over again in each client project. They just might put a different fabric on it. And, um, a lot of it is repeat pieces that they use in every project. And I think, Oh goodness, that would be soul crushing. Oh, so we, we, that's what excites me about what my firm has crafted over the years. We really can cater to the client's loves. We just run with it. We don't eliminate their personality when we do our designs. Well, that, that sounds like a great working relationship that you have with clients. And um, it's one of the reasons I wanted to talk with you because that is certainly the premise of this of this podcast, which is it, it all starts and comes from the person knowing who they are, thinking mm-hmm. about where they've been, who they want to become. You know, it's 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 so individual, um, and so it's talking to designers who work that way every single day in a professional capacity is is um, it's just it's very good information for us, and certainly is inspiring. Um, I want to talk about how you work with both um, form and function. I think most of us would agree that you need both. The origin of our projects starts with questions. And that is how I I find out how you like to live. Mm -hmm. Because Zandra, you may, you know, come home from work uh, each day, or you may come home from shopping or whatever. You may enter your home and have some natural inclinations towards different rooms or little habits that you do while, you know, Mrs. Jones down the street may have a completely different um, way of entering her home and using her home. Um, I like to find out what door do you come in most often when you enter this particular room, tell me how you enter it. Tell me how you use it. So I ask a lot of questions about somebody operates within their home yes. and, and also what makes them feel, you know, joyful because that is really important. And that is really important in terms of what your podcast is about, because yes. it matters. And when people trivialize design and style, I think, oh, you you don't even realize how much design and style affect your life. Things have to look good, but things have to function well. And the only way a designer can go about doing that is by getting to know their client and how they live in the space oh, and how they yes. want and how they want to in the future live in that space. Because, you know, sometimes when we uh, meet someone, they might say to me, I, I really hate these two rooms. I never come in them. I don't use them. So it may not even be about how they're currently using a space. It might be how they want to use a space in the future. Absolutely. It's it's an aspiration, right? Like I I want a different life. I want to get out of this rut. Yes. Yes. And a lot of people will say to me when I'm done, wow, I feel like a grown up now. I, (laughs) and, um, and that's so funny because they, they, they're not, these are not people that are 
22 years old. I mean, you know, they are definitely grown ups. (laughs) They are definitely grown ups. Um, So, and I often have people say to me when I make suggestions about layouts um, of a, of a space, they'll say to me, Oh my God, I never even thought of that or that never occurred to me. And I think in my head, Oh, okay, great. Because that's, that's my job. Well, that's um, your job. Absolutely. So, and you know, it's funny that that thing about the moving the furniture is that it's so simple and yet it seems so revelatory. I mean, yes. It is revelatory, but, but it's um, a willingness to play with yeah. the, the movement of things. And, and it's funny how we, when a couch has been up against a wall for 15 years, you, you truly, <laughs> it becomes immovable. Like you think it's bolted yes. to the ground. It's so funny yes. that... And it takes somebody else um, to come in and to suggest it, but also, of course, someone who's trained to understand the flow, the pattern yes. flow, and how humans actually walk through the space and use the space. And yeah. Correct. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I want to talk, uh, let, let's talk a little bit more about this idea of mm-hmm. how people want to use their space, how they're not currently using it, and, and you know, their dreams about why I never use these two rooms, and it's, you know, killing me. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You talk about creating spaces with intent mm-hmm. and purpose, and and also that I don't think that you necessarily tie that to bigger is better, more space is better, um, square footage makes all the difference, it, or you know, therefore money. It, it 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 there's something else there for you. I was wondering if you could correct that a little bit square footage. I could care less about that. I say it's more about me helping you in a very holistic way. And I do really believe that anybody and everybody deserves to live in a space that's pleasing because it truly affects people, emotional and mental well-being. And um, does that mean you have to go out and spend a million dollars? No, it does not. You just have to know what works best for for you. And if you're Mm -hmm. in a position where you can afford an interior designer, uh, they are going to help you get there, of course. Um, And, you know, Zandra, I think so many people don't realize, you know, a good portion of the world, if not just the United States, uh, the majority of our time is spent indoors. And you really, really have to be thinking about your interior environment. It shouldn't be filed under um, trivial, yeah, trivial or some silly pastime or oh, who cares what you? Who cares what the the interior spaces look like? So, could you? I'm wondering if I know this is off the top of your head, but could you think of a room or two that you've done for a client? where the impact was, was very obvious, you know, like either their confidence shot up or their, I I don't know. I mean, just, Mm. yeah. Give us an example Um, of, of that. Oh yeah. We have a client, you know, after her husband passed away, she sold her big home in the suburbs and purchased a condominium unit. Mm -hmm. She said to us, you know, this space is just going to be for me. And, I don't want it to feel like a little old lady lives here. And <laughs> Good for um, her. so we designed it and she said, 
I can't tell you the peace this brings me when I get home. So she comes home and the, what we, the world we've created um, in those, all of those rooms really make her feel like she can exhale mm. and that she can feel centered. Also, the other thing we hear a lot about is that, are that now people are this, you know, this was pre pandemic, but people were like saying things to us like, we can't, we're so excited to now welcome people into our home. Whereas before they felt a little embarrassed yeah. um, or, or just didn't want to, just didn't want to entertain or have people over. And then once we got in there, they felt completely different about that. Yeah. Well, I imagine they're, they're, they're sharing parts of themselves that matter. They've now showcased their personality. It's not, yes. you know, it's not a visual mess. Right. There's no Correct. visual clutter that, that, that is, can be embarrassing or, or off-putting. And I also wonder if it gets back to the function part of it, because I think that another reason people don't like to have people over is that it feels draining to mm. think about prepping for it, probably oh, yes. because nothing is set up in right. a way that makes the prep easy. Correct. That's an excellent point. Yeah. It's like, well, there's nowhere for everybody to sit. Yeah. You hear that a lot. Yeah. Or there's nowhere for even somebody to put their, you know, drink down. Yes. Or, you know, I have people over and then I'm standing there with this platter and I have nowhere to put it. And <laughs> it's like, you know, because, pe you know, some of those things aren't, you know, sometimes people move into a space and they just, you know, put things where they, they think it's going to work and then they get on with their life and they go to work or they do whatever they do that fills up their day and they don't have time to to take a step back and really think about it or address it. And even if they do, they don't know where to begin. Exactly. And, it's like the couch um, being bolted to the floor. Oh, well, when we moved in and we were exhausted after 24 hours of moving, we unpacked the box of dishes and it's never moved since, right? Correct. <laughs> I mean, there are people that say to me, see that, see that um, framed print hanging on the wall over there? And I'll, I'll say yes. And they'll say, that's from an old nail that was here. We just hung it there. We don't even like that print or we don't even like that place, that place for it. Right. We just, there would happen to be a nail sticking out of the wall and we stuck it there. Yeah. And, um, and I say, all right, well, we're going to, we're going to take care of that. Um, <laughs> it's so funny so. though. We're talking so much about how we, how we get stuck Oh yes, and we we the temporary becomes permanent. No, the, yes. I'll get to it someday. It never happens, which is interesting because going all the way back to the beginning of our conversation, that's not what you did. You you said I I'm not loving what I'm doing. I'm going to change. Boom, I'm changing. And 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 we don't all have that uh, perspective or personality. Mm -hmm. And so I think an that's another reason why. It just, we need each other to to help us see different perspectives, different ways, moving things around. and um. Absolutely. You start to become blind to your, your immediate environment. And, and let's face it, the pandemic has made us realize not only how important our home is, but also the importance of connections with other people. Oh, yeah. um, and how can we make those connections better and more worthwhile?
Mm. And how can our homes are designed, how they're designed help those connections, right? Yes. How can they support that? Yeah, which I think yeah. is something that you do so well and uh, that, that really comes across through all the photographs of your projects is that there's a sense of humanity in the room. Like, oh, people Thank are living you. here. They're having, yeah, they're having connections. Well, Maria, this has been so great. I, I want to wrap up with, with my question about why does style matter? And of course, you know, you, you have been infusing your answer to that question throughout, but is there anything else you would like to add? Why... Why does style matter? Clearly, we need to be paying attention to it. Yes. You know, we talk a lot about self-care nowadays. Okay. Yeah. Style matters because it is integral to self-care. Oh, say more um, about that. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, if you are focusing on the styles that feel comfortable to you, make you happy, feel genuine, you are going to ha- have more confidence you are going to function in your spaces better. And let's face it, when those two things can connect, your confidence, mm-hmm. your your space, it's going to equal your outlook on life, how you mm-hmm. treat others. I mean, it's a ripple effect and it begins in the home. Mm-hmm. And that is, I feel very strongly about that. And and style matters because we, you cannot put a square peg in a round hole. So what works for one person does not mm. necessarily work for another. So, so style is so personal. And I say, embrace your style. Well, thank you for that. That That is a great eye opener and a great, a great note to end on. So, um, so thank you so much for your time today. It's been lovely to talk to you and I'm, I'm eager to share photographs of your work on our show notes page. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure and, and um, you are terrific. Oh, thank you, Maria. Thank you. <laughs> thank I, you. I, I hope our paths continue to cross. Me as well. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with me today. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode as much as I have enjoyed putting it together. Quick reminder, go to littleyellowcouch.com to play the style mashup game just click the free style finder button on the homepage, and you'll be able to download the guide and get started on your very own signature style i will see you next time have a great day Thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.